up, what's up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Listen Up with Jess podcast. I'm so excited that you press play on this new episode. Y'all, I was a little stressed because I was having some technical difficulties um, because I have a guest in the building, in the mic with me today. And you know, the enemy really tried it, uh, but God said, do your thing. And he did his thing. So um, I'm excited to welcome my guest, Christian. Hello. Hi, love. <laughs> I'm excited. You know, I'm very intentional about who I bring on my podcast and um, my platform. And so I just want to kind of share how we met. <laughs> and when I met you, I was just like, wow, the Holy Spirit is all up in this girl. Okay. So um, and we're going to be talking about making genuine connections, right? As young adult Christian women out here and how important it is to have community. So um, I met Christian when I was on my walk. So we go to this trail in Marietta and um, I'm kind of new to the trail. You've been at the trail couple oh times. Gosh, that's yes. your trail. It is. That's yeah. my trail. That's your trail. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a trail in Smyrna where I lived before. Uh-huh. And so then moving to Marietta, uh, I was trying to find somewhere that had like a nice walking trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, I like to do my walks usually like on a Sunday mm-hmm. uh, to connect with God. Mm-hmm. And so I saw you walking mm-hmm. and this girl was reading a book. And far away, I had never seen anyone, like, walk and read at the same time. Like, I was like, wow, she's really walking and reading. And it was early in the morning, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wow. And so then I was like, I wonder what she's reading. This is all of the thoughts in my head, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is she reading? And then I get closer, and I did another lap, and I walked by, and I was like, oh, she's reading the Bible. And I was like, oh, I have to talk to her now, right? It was just something like this God was telling me, like, Talk to her. Talk mm-hmm. to her. And those that know me know that I am a very, I, I'm an extrovert. So it's not hard for me to like talk to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, but also during that time, you know, that's your intimate one-on-one time. You just don't want to always be bothered, <laughs> you know. But I, I don't know, something touched me when I saw you reading the Bible. Because then I was like, wow, we really have something in common. Mm-hmm. So then you, it just made me even more intrigued to say something. And you know that, like, when you know God is telling you to do something, and then you're sitting here and you're like, your heart's pounding. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. We're nervous. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I really don't want to, though, God. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't want to disrupt her. I don't know how right. she's going to respond. Right. Act. You know, <laughs> you might be reading the Bible, but are you about the Bible? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of readers out here not doing <laughs> So I was nervous, like, what if she doesn't even want to talk to me? Right. And do you remember what I said to you? <laughs> I, was like, I don't, but I remember I was sitting on a bench. Oh, yeah, you're sitting down. Yeah. Yes. And I knew that. So I was like, okay, God, she's sitting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me just stop. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like, are you reading the Bible mm-hmm. or something like that? that. Is That's what you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you were like, yes. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> yes. And it started from there. And it just started from there. Yeah. And I just was just like, I was so happy after our conversation. Mm-hmm. I felt lighter I felt more connected Mm -hmm. to someone I never even met before Mm -hmm. but almost like I felt like I've met you before absolutely you know because we had so much synergy and 
commonality when it comes to Christ. Yeah. And so I think whenever you run into people like that, like it is so intentional. It is, it is from God. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, how did you feel after like our like during our conversation? Was it weird? Were you like, who is this girl? <laughs> no, it wasn't weird. So okay. I'll share with you that I come to that park because I like to spend time with God. Yeah. Early in the mornings, that's my quiet time, especially on a Sunday. I like to get out early yeah. before service and just have my one-on-one time with God. But what you did not know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I ever shared this with you. Oh no! Well, <laughs> a part of my prayer that morning was, Lord, I need friends, oh, and my I want goodness. in-person friends. Can no I have way. international friends? I'm right. so serious. Oh, so God. serious. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dead serious. It was like my no prayer. Like way. I had some little boohoo tears because I'm like, Lord, I miss. In-person friends. Yeah. The journey to Mm -hmm. healthy friendship, healthy Christian friendship. Yeah. It's been a journey. Yeah. It's been a journey. So Talk about that. That was my... Where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm sure you have also had friends in the faith Mm -hmm. that, I will put it like this, they go to church, but they don't live the faith. Mm. And it's not about perfection. Yeah. But living the faith... There is a living different faith. tone like that. Yeah. with that, even mm-hmm. if you are messing up. But right. to actually be living the faith. I did not have Christian friends that were living the mm-hmm. faith. I had Christian friends that went to church, but it was a Sunday thing for them. And unfortunately, uh-huh. those relationships, they just simply didn't end well. Mm-hmm. And because I am a giver and a lover, at those times when those relationships ended, I didn't quite understand that everything has a season and a time. Yeah. So I took it hard. Yeah. And so I was coming off of a season where I was feeling like, okay, Lord, you prepared my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for friends again. Right. And so, Lord, give me some friends. And so I had been praying for a couple of months, but particularly that morning, I was like, God, I'm ready. I want some in-person friends. And normally I don't stay and walk the track. No oh, way yeah. I don't walk the track with my Bible either. It was just that morning that whatever God put on my heart. I was <laughs> reading it. I spent more time in that park that day than I normally did. Wow. And I think it was intentionally for you. Oh and when we ended our conversation, goodness. I was like, Lord, you're funny. Because I, it just left my mouth. Mm. It had just left my mouth mm. before you showed up. Wow. And so when you say God is intentional... Intentional is an understatement about the God that we serve. It's such an understatement because I felt, not only did I feel his presence in our Mm -hmm. interaction, but I felt his presence within you. And so it's like an inside joke with God sometimes. (laughs) Like, oh, I heard you. Yeah, I heard you. (laughs) Yes. It's so crazy. Actually, my pastor was just preaching about... um, the art of asking Mm -hmm. and we're in this new series about the art of asking and he was saying how we have to have like this boldness and what we're asking God Mm -hmm. and knowing that sometimes he he overhears our heart like our complaints our heart's desires even with us even having to say anything to him right and with him like he was saying, yeah, we serve a nosy God. And we was like, thank God he's nosy. Thank God. Like there's so many times where we don't even have to say mm-hmm. much and he already knows what he needs. And then he goes and supplies that thing. Yeah. But like when you were saying like it had just left your mm-hmm. mouth, but he already knew the desire yeah. in your heart, that longing for a genuine connection mm-hmm. with someone yeah. in person yeah. and then provided it 
right on time. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is he nosy, mm-hmm. but he will wait until you're ready. Because yes. Because it has been a long yes. day in my heart. Yeah. But it's one but you thing to mm-hmm. want it, and it's another thing to say it. When, he's, when we say it, we give God and his angels the permission yes. to yes. do Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what he needed that morning yeah. as I'm talking through it. He needed permission yeah. to introduce you to me to my life and permission mm-hmm. for some things not to fail. Because I met other people after you mm-hmm. or for some things mm-hmm. to fail. I met other people after you. Mm-hmm. And those just, they were also presented themselves as godly. <laughs> but it just didn't work out. But yeah. you have to be open to both in order right. to receive the good of one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. Me too. Listen, life, I mean, for me, I am, I'm just, when God tells me to like reach out, speak to this girl. Okay, like I said, initially I was just like, I don't know how she's going to respond or react because I don't know who you are, yeah, <laughs> right? right. Um, but then when I saw the Bible, I felt like that was the, like that was the invitation. Yeah. And then after talking to you, I feel like for me, like I needed also someone that was in that spiritual space, mm-hmm. like that has the the confidence, right? To go into a public setting, because you were, you know, everyone walks that park. Mm-hmm. So you run into so many people and for you to like have like, you're in your own like space and zone where you're like, I have my Bible, my music, connecting with God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to do mm-hmm. that. Like you got me curious about opening my Bible, which I, you know, I have my Bible app, but like to open my physical Bible, like I realized, I was like, dang, I haven't done that in a minute, you know, like, um, and where I'm at is like, I'm looking for also more spiritually minded individuals that I can, you know, look up to or that connect with, you know, deeper, um, because I've been in this season of healing. So like my friends come to me for prayer, but I'd be like, child, I need prayer. Yes. Like, you know, my mind is all over the place. My healing journey is all over the place. So yeah, like I'm not in this, like my, my relationship goes like in waves, like mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is that God is always there. I'm always running to him. Yeah. And it was just refreshing to see another young adult that was just in her own mm-hmm. space and her own intimacy in that in there and connecting and I was just like I want to I want I wanted some of that yeah. you know and I feel like now we've meet up you yeah. know every other Sunday we yes. try to do like and our conversations are so healing they are they I are. like getting your wisdom and it just being reciprocal, like likewise, you know, yeah, it's just well. so like I leave so full that I yeah. don't think we if we were to meet more often, I think I would explode. <laughs> <laughs> I really do yeah. feel so full mm-hmm. when I'm in your presence, and I have not had that type of reciprocal relationship relationship like mm-hmm. you speak of because I am the poorer, I am the giver. Right. Same. And so I'm <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Hmm. I need something different in this season yeah. of my life. Yeah. I need someone who can pour into me and allow me to pour into them. Mm-hmm. But I 
had to understand that it required me to be vulnerable and Ooh. open myself back up to friendships. Yeah, because I was a little nervous. Like, no, I'm not doing this, God. I'm not doing that. Yeah, they're gonna have to do this. They're gonna have to check all the boxes off. But mm. he had to kind of wash that out of my heart. Yeah, because the old Christian would not have necessarily spoke to you in the park, mm-hmm. just simply because she's a little guarded. Mm. She's a little sheltered. She's yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. But the Christian you met at the park was ready mm-hmm. for new people to come into our life Hmm. with an understanding that I have to bring my full self to the table in order for any type of relationship to work right now. Yes. And that's the vulnerable part of it. The vulnerability. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot. I just, I had an episode about leaning into vulnerability Mm -hmm. and how like, especially when we're in this space um, uh, of us trying to connect and find friendships as we're adulting like adulting friendships be hard they do okay hard is understand hard yes it's work mm-hmm. and like i was saying like i feel like when i hear like i just it's hard to make friends as an adult or i you know no new friends mm-hmm. you know i hear those things and i'm telling you know i'm thinking i was like it's not hard for me because i've allowed myself to have an open heart mm-hmm. and mind to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. right like I know that I'm a seasonal individual, mm-hmm. right? And so I've made connections with almost every city that I've lived in I, and I've made a connection, deep connections with, and then it's like, okay, you were there for that season of my life and I mm-hmm. loved and we needed each other and we we're there. And now we, I go somewhere else. Like there, we don't have ownership of anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we have to realize in all relationships, mm-hmm. okay? Like we think that, based off of the years, mm-hmm. right, that we've known someone that determines ownership and my, you know, longevity with someone. It's mm-hmm. like, but even if you've known them since you were, you know, little or teenagers or high school, mm-hmm. even college, you're not the same person. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn how to attract yeah. who you are in this season and where you are. Yeah. And be okay, don't take it personal if some of those friendships Expired. So, like you were talking about before, you're like, yeah. at first you were just like, you know, and maybe let's talk about the transition, right? Like, and I want to hear your story more mm-hmm. of like, you know, your faith journey mm-hmm. and how, you know, you, you know, well, you could have been saved all your life. We was all saved, but you know, we wasn't all living that yeah. life, you know, yeah. in relationship. And that's mm-hmm. what I talk about because, like, you know, we can't judge, you know, life based off of titles and and years of Christianity and things like that but relationship with God right we could be in the church and been born in the church but really not of a church and having a church like heart yeah so talk about that that journey and like with your friend navigating friendships sure and your relationship with God so I've been saved all my life you're right No, but my father was a pastor, so I've literally been in church uh, all my life, falling asleep on the church pews. Right. Um, But I'll skip that part because it's less interesting. (laughs) I didn't get interested until I started to build a relationship with God, which Mm. is so transformational for me. Yeah. My relationship building process, 
I'll say started when I was about 15, 16, but it really did not take off until 2020. Mm-hmm. It was something about being alone. And I honestly say, if your relationship with God did not change in 2020, then I think you missed one of God's pivotal mm-hmm. points for shutting down the whole entire country. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, um, that's do you go. Relationship. Mm-hmm. My relationship changed with God. I transform as a person because my relationship changed with God. Mm-hmm. And I lost a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of friendships. So the friendships that I mentioned earlier, yeah. two of my very closest friends, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily passed away, but they passed from my life. Yeah. And so moving into the friendship side of it, God had to teach me how to hold things with an open hand because mm. I would hold on thing, hold on to things with a grasp. Yeah. Trying to make sure that people, things, family, all of those type of things stayed in my life. Yeah. But understanding that God can move it out of my hands freely whenever he wants to, however he, mm-hmm. however he wants to, and to replace those things, that has really helped prepare my heart for friendship now. Wow. And so, um, like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure I could tell you all the <laughs> negative things that I got into, but one of the amazing things that I have grown into and learned in Mm -hmm. my relationship with God is his grace and you don't get an understanding of grace just on a Sunday morning for an hour or two hours you get an understanding of grace in prayer and mm-hmm. I mean, honest conversation, conversation with God, not yeah. on your knees, Hail Marys, and running through <laughs> right. the Lord's Prayer. I'm talking about honest conversation. God, I don't like this. God, I'm yes. uncomfortable here. God, I don't know why this didn't mm-hmm. work out for me. Um, an honest conversation. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. An honest conversation with God mm-hmm. is where... I had an opportunity to understand his grace for me and his mm-hmm. love for me and yeah. in his word as well. Mm-hmm. Prayer and in his word because you get to see his character in his nature. His mm-hmm. word is really a love letter to us. And mm-hmm. I never really understood that until I dived into it for myself. I thought yeah. that the message on Sunday mornings was enough. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I thought that. I guess it served its purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Serving in church was amazing still is amazing Mm -hmm. but nothing absolutely nothing compares to the relationship having a relationship with god and i don't think that as a whole culturally i think we are doing that as a church culture more now but i don't think that was done before and had it been done before i think i would have been at a totally different place in my life yeah yeah definitely believe like it was more of a performance Based mm-hmm. relationship. Oh, we'll and, go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Oh, but it is. I mean, because yeah. that's kind of what we're taught. Like, the things that you do reflect how you love God. And then yeah. you were almost taught, like, that's, and then God loves you more, or loves you based off of what you do and not really who he is and just mm-hmm. who you are yeah. and being in relationship mm-hmm. in both of those spaces, yeah. like, and accepting that. Yeah. And it's a journey that mm-hmm. we have to go through. Um, and so you mentioned about like, you know, losing like two closest friends and mm-hmm. in that capacity, talk about the grief behind friendships, because I think oftentimes we don't talk about what the grief looks like and, how we need to acknowledge that you're going through a grieving season. You know, you're going through a season where God is pruning you 
and probably, you know, pulling you away from some things or setting boundaries based off of whatever need in your season. Um, how, how did that affect you? Well, one, <laughs> God had to teach me how to process grief. Mm. Um, in the black community, I don't think that we are well equipped to process grief. Oh, no, move not at on all. Very quickly. Very quickly. And we, it's so many things you have to grieve. You have to mm. grieve graduating high school. You have to grieve, mm. you know, that transition in your life. You mm. have to grieve different friendships. There right. are so many places so where many. grief is applicable, yeah. but we do not we know. know how to apply it or know mm. how to process it. And losing those friends was because they said some harsh things. Mm. They said some things that made me look at myself and question who I was. Mm. And so processing all of that on top of, wow, this person I've been friends with for years, some decades, some since I was a little girl, now this person is not a part of my life. And they have said mm -hmm. something that is somewhat offensive or judgmental to me. Mm -hmm. And so... Honestly, God had to walk me through it because I still didn't have space for it. I'm a big proponent and advocate of therapy, but at that time, it yeah. was not a part of my life. Right. So I did not have those tools. Yeah. I didn't really know anything about um, self-help, but what really helped me, I've always been a big processor, a big emotional person as well. Mm. And so during that time, God was really dealing with me a lot with journaling. So Ooh. I would write out my feelings. Yes, I, would I love write that. Out how I felt. Yes, I would cry about it. Yes, I would process that way, and that helped me to move at that time through the different stages of mm -hmm. grief. I realized that there were some moments where I was angry. I realized there were some moments where I was kind of happy about it. And yeah. there were other moments where I was able to come back and reflect and say, you know what? I appreciate this person for this, for being in my life. Yeah. I appreciate this person for being this in my life. And being able to process Oof, all so of that good. helps me to be ready for the next relationships in my life. But mm. it took a minute to do that. Yeah. It has been... Uh, I don't even know if I, I've lost count of the years yeah. of how long that it's been. Yeah. Because you have to be willing to go through that process and say that this hurt me or mm -hmm. I didn't like this or this made me sad or this made me upset. Mm -hmm. it, you cannot process the grief until you acknowledge how it made you feel. Yeah, yeah. You can't heal what you don't feel. Absolutely. And um, I love that you said you allow yourself to go through all of the stages and feel that anger like the you know the denial the mm -hmm. frustration about it and then you all the way feeling like okay now i can work on accepting mm -hmm. you know what it is accepting what um you have been feeling mm -hmm. right and bringing that to god mm -hmm. and i think that is something is it's something, it's a beautiful thing that you can do, but it's something that you have to really like challenge yourself to do mm -hmm. because we weren't really taught to be authentic and transparent with God. Like mm -hmm. we felt like we have to come a certain way mm -hmm. where God wants us in our most vulnerable state. He wants us undone. He wants us to feel, to, to feel safe enough, yeah. right? Yeah. To be like, God, you know, I'm missing my old life or I'm missing mm -hmm. what I, my old friends mm -hmm. or... I need help navigating. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I've committed this, you know, new walk with you in this faith journey and this new season. And so right now I need, I need you because I'm grieving. 
And there's nothing wrong with having those conversations with him and inviting him in into the grief mm-hmm. um, in those spaces. And then I loved how you said, now you went through the grieving process to where at the end you know, of the stages of grief, you have that acceptance where yeah. now you feel like, okay, now I'm ready. You said you have your hands open. Mm-hmm. God, I'm giving you permission to bring who you need to bring in my life, right? Because you've allowed me to go through all that to prepare me for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we look at relationships romantically or platonically and just even with our family too and just be like, you, that was a waste of time. And it's like nothing is wasted in God's time. Yeah. Like, if we could really capture that, I don't care how much that person hurt you. You learned from something. Yeah. And you can take that on for the next. Yeah. But it's all about, like, we were talking, just, like, the perspective. Yeah. You know? And as you were saying that, I instantly thought of one of the things that God um, gave me permission to do coming into Mm -hmm. being open to friendships and relationships. He gave me permission for it to fail. Mm. And coming from a perfectionist, girl, girl, that's that's, that's (laughs) big. That's gigantic. It's gigantic. He gave me the understanding Mm. and permission that Christian, it's okay if the relationship that I bring you or introduce to you doesn't work out. It's okay if it only lasts a month. It right. didn't fail. It didn't fail. It it served its purpose. Purpose. It's okay if it only lasts a year, and that's big to me yeah because everyone i have in my life i want to keep you want it's hard for me to Mm -hmm. let go and that's the perfectionist in me that if if they do let go or if they do if they are removed from my life from whatever reason what did i I do do. okay yeah you start doing that blame like did i do something there yeah exactly yeah so giving me permission to fail giving Mm. me permission to not have everything perfect, giving me permission to mm-hmm. understand that this person, whoever he brings, yeah. he can take them away whenever he wants right. to. Now, we say that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh take away, away. Wow. but we don't really understand don't. that, Mercy. especially if you're a perfectionist or like you talked about, you have a very religious or merit-based background, which yeah. I did as well. Yeah. What I what I do for God, that gets me merit with yeah. God, so yeah. I got to make sure that I treat everyone in my life the same way that I treat him, mm. and you know, if they leave, then that means God might leave, all of those dynamics. Ooh, yeah. He was able to really, like I said, prepare my heart mm. with the understanding that if it doesn't work, it's not your fault. Mm. You have permission to fall. You have permission yeah. to fail. I already covered that. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Already covered. Yeah. And it's all through grace. Mm-hmm. And that's also another thing that I want to kind of talk about is how grace is required in friendships or any relationships that you are in. And, um, I, I, I know personally, like some of my closest girlfriends that I've still been friends to, to this day where we're like 12 years of friendship right now from when we started at college and people you would think like it's seven of us. So they didn't think we would last. They're like, Oh, y'all freshman year. Y'all, y'all gonna be broken up by sophomore year. Like there's just no hope. But one of the things that just kept us really solid is having grace and compassion because we were literally going through life together. And once we graduated, we all live in separate states. We're far away, East Coast, West Coast. We're all apart. And the beauty in it is that 
we still stay connected because we all have this relationship with God and that kind of centered us too, where we hold each other accountable. We have transparent conversations. We love on each other. We pray for each other. And it's just a beautiful thing to have. We're not perfect. We've all gone through our stuff. Like we've had, you know, divorces, pregnancies, you know, you name it, you know. And and um, it hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is that we allowed each other to be our each other's safe space and have grace. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be times where the person that you really are depending on or in your season may not be able to show up at the same capacity for you. So is that somebody you just cut off right away because they can't show up the same way you showed up? Like I think that's something should be talked about more because in adult friendships, and I get it, we have a low tolerance at this point. We're at the age, if you're in your 30s, your tolerance, it's something about when 30 hits, mm-hmm. you don't want any more BS. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't want it. I don't have a zero, I have a low tolerance for it. If I see, you, like you said, you were going mm-hmm. over, red flag, exactly. gone, out of here, you know? Exactly, uh-uh, she sneezed. <laughs> you supposed she to sneeze on no first <laughs> And it's crazy that we have such a low tolerance. Yeah. But like, when we are really, like I said, wanting to be intentional in that season, mm-hmm. right, um, there should be allowed some grace, especially yes. if this is somebody that you know God intentionally put in your life, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not saying just let folks run over you. Like, mm-hmm. you you know when you need to mm-hmm. head on out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But you also just, I guess I reflected based off, like, God didn't get up, give up on me, mm-hmm in my worst and most ugly moments of my life. And yet he still chooses me, right? Therefore, when in certain friendships, there should be a level of grace extended and not just this one like, all right, I'm completely done shutting you off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, usually when you get to that point, then that means maybe there wasn't really genuine connection or friendship there. And it's I don't funny know. you say that. Um, because one of the things that I understood going into friendship was that there had to be a level of vulnerability mm. and I equate vulnerability to intimacy. Yeah. And without those two things, there cannot be grace. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. it's the other person saying, well, they don't really know me. Do they really think? Yeah. When you That's good are cur- courageous enough to mm. be vulnerable and completely intimate. And I mean, not just having those intimate conversations, but really allowing someone to yeah. fully see who you are, then they can fully give you grace. I mean, if you think about it in the context of Jesus, he laid naked on the cross. That mm. is the most intimate and vulnerable thing you can do. Wow. And even what he did for us. And yeah. it's in that that we find ooh, grace. Ooh. And so it's the same dynamic for relationship. That's our relationship yeah. with him. And that's our relationship with others as well. Oh. They're supposed to be vulnerable. They're yes. supposed to be intimate. Because that is where grace, that's the door for grace. Yeah. That's the door for love. That's the door for those type of things. And I think mm. out of our fear in our older ages Mm -hmm. because we've been hurt because the world is just so different. I think that we come into these new relationships Mm -hmm. or trying to build these new relationships with a mask on rather than our full authentic selves. And I think when we start from a place of Mm non-transparency is where we run into those stumbling blocks where mm, 
was this person right for me? Not, ne- not necessarily mm-hmm. saying that they were or were not right for you, right for you. But did you bring your full self to the table? Mm-hmm. Were you vulnerable? Were you yeah. intimate? Were you actually open enough to allow this person to be your real friend? Yeah. Or did we just have some, you know, not so intimate conversations? Not so right, very surface level. Exactly. Like, okay, girl, let's go out. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. You're my drinking girl, but we don't get deep after that. Or, like, mm-hmm. you're my girl that I like to go shopping with. <laughs> or my guy I like to go out, you know, hang out with. But we're not having those, like you said, deep and transparent conversations mm-hmm. that go a little bit deeper, right, on some of the things that you could be struggling with. And I think it is, like you said, it's hard because, like you said, you were maybe a couple years ago, you wouldn't have been open to receiving my, hey girl, (laughs) what you reading? What you doing? You know, and having that conversation. And it could be attached, right, to some of the trauma that you may have experienced. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we end up being guarded. Mm -hmm. So how do we work on really letting our guard down and not allowing our trauma to like halt us from being able to receive healthy people or connections in our lives? That's a good question. Um, I think it starts with intimacy with God. Ooh, if we can't yeah. be vulnerable with Him mm. and receive His grace, Girl. who are we going to be vulnerable with? Yeah. And I take myself back to the experience that I've had in church. And I visited a new church today. I was telling Jess before we started yeah. this podcast. But mm-hmm. one of the things that this church didn't do that I thought was weird. You know, there's always a space, and I was nervous for it too, so I'm kind of glad yeah. where they asked all the new visitors to stay. Oh, yeah. Right? Did I'm they like, do that? They didn't do that. Oh, good. But it kind of shocked me because I'm like, I think sometimes in church, mm-hmm. sometimes we are very cliquish. Oh, yeah. And we say we Over. want to win souls, but we do we know how to really interact and right. grow relationships with others? No. Yeah. I don't think we do. No. And so I was kind of shocked, like, I'm a new person. Mm-hmm. You don't know what my relationship mm-hmm. is with God. I'm not saying no one spoke to me, but just that yeah. space for acknowledgement. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that it wasn't there. And I think as Christians, mm-hmm. we do the same things in friendship. We mm-hmm. kind of have our, our big church hat on and tilt it down. <laughs> yeah. and no one can really actually see us. Mm-hmm. And when we see new people, sometimes we are so judgmental. I know I was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can be so judgmental yeah, that we would judge them out of mm-hmm. the opportunity to even be our friend yeah. or be their friend. And yeah. I think, again, relationship with God will help remove those blinders. But just yeah. simply getting yourself out of your traditional ways. If all your friends are from your church, then that may mean that there's a deficit within yourself if this is the only community that you know how to connect with. Right. And so I also say that putting yourself in different environments. Yes. You know, so you can experience different things and different Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Friendships will stretch you. Yeah. They will stretch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're meant to stretch. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about that, too, before on one of our walks about how, like, you know, godly accountability is so necessary in in friendships. Um, And it's accountability in general, right? Mm -hmm. Where, But in order to do that, you have to have, um, like, a level of safety and trust, Mm -hmm. right? And um, I mentioned what you had mentioned to me on my, uh, to me at the park when we were talking about, I just did an episode about how love respectfully challenges you. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you had got this quote that said, love doesn't pacify, it pushes you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just was like so, I was so touched by that because I was like, that's it. Like, you know, I've seen it in relationships that I've been in and that I've seen and just like judging on the outside for other uh, relationships where I'm like, you know, in order for us to really grow, we should be stretched, Mm -hmm. you know? And in the stretching, there is accountability, Mm -hmm. but there's also grace. Mm -hmm. There's also compassion, Mm -hmm. but there's also correction, Mm -hmm. you know? And all of that is Mm -hmm. just going to mix and make Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship. It's still gonna bring uncomfortability Mm -hmm. in the conversation, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we can't just be comfortable all the time. If you're in your comfort zone all the time, are you really getting the growth that you need? Mm-mm, you're not. Yeah. We're designed for community. And that's one thing that God had to show me as well because, of course, through the stage of grief and losing those friends, God, yeah. I can do it by myself. It's yeah. just me and God. And I'm pretty sure that there may be some people listening and they feel like it's just me and God. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, that I pray that God prepares your heart to understand that we were meant to do this Christian walk with community. Yeah. We meant to do it with believers. And mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was hearing the scripture, iron sharpers iron. Yes. We say that, that. like that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine iron rubbing against no, iron? You're going to see the ugly parts. Yeah. You're going to get in them divots. This it's, is going to hurt. Everything. It's, it's going to hurt. It's painful. Good. Yeah. But both parties are strengthened mm. throughout the process mm. of that iron grinding scraping and mm-hmm. scrubbing against each other and that's what okay. community does yeah that's what love actually does yeah. and if we wrap ourselves around the fact that this is not supposed to be hunky-dory mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be challenging and in that yeah. challenge i become more like christ yeah. in that refining i become more like christ through this community Ooh. through this connection yeah i think we'll approach relationships different in whatever context they come in right yeah, I love that you said that too because um, when we were talking about like relationships and friendships, you know, I remember we were on the walk and I was talking about how like even in romantic relationships, we should really view that first foundation of the relationship as a friendship. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Wow, I never saw it like that." I was oh, like, it "Yeah." Touched me so. <laughs> yes, and I and then it's. The beauty in it is that what you're doing in your friendships, it's like your practice for your relationship with your romantic relationship with the person that you would spend the rest of your life mm-hmm. with, right? Like your partner um, and um, being married, right? If that is the desire of your heart, the way that you show up in those friendships mm-hmm. is going to be a reflection how you show up in that one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with anyone who doesn't know how to treat their friends right, but then somehow only treats me right. Mm-hmm. That means there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. That means that you're not going to always treat me right because maybe that's not the core of who you are because mm-hmm. it reflects on how you treat your family and your friends and do you show up with grace and compassion because mm-hmm. there's no way you can just cultivate that with just one person mm-hmm. and that not be the character of your heart, right? And so when I'm looking at the way that I show up in those friendships, then I'm a I'm preparing myself. I'm going through, like you said, that pruning, that 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 stretching. So where when I am ready for that relationship and God places that partner, like 
I've already equipped myself mm -hmm. because now I'm not showing up any different. I'm showing up as my authentic self. I'm mm -hmm. allowing myself to be vulnerable. I'm allowing myself to be transparent. Even now in this more a deeper intimate space mm -hmm. with a romantic partner, but I at least learned and I, you know, got the lessons and everything mm -hmm. within my friendships and just took that over into that mm -hmm. to allow it to be the foundation of what God has for us. And I think we have to look at it from that perspective versus like, I just don't see how people can treat your romantic partner completely how you treat your friends. And it's like, yeah. okay, is that really you? Yeah. Like, what's your thoughts on that? And that, well, so when you said mm -hmm. what you said, what, a couple Sundays ago, that yeah. did really touch me because we don't, I have not, I'll speak for myself. It's general. We are, <laughs> we've been there. I've been there too, sis. We have not practice vulnerability in our intimate relationships yeah. and we talk about you know it's every christian woman's dream to be married right events, you know it's it's forced down our, our throats, throats once we yes. are saved yes okay mm -hmm. but they don't teach us how to date or cultivate a relationship mm -hmm. and so when i say vulnerability is missing in those type of intimate relationships mm -hmm. we jump right in with okay i'm supposed to be married to you in six months <laughs> We should have kids by the eighth month. <laughs> we don't cultivate a friendship. Yeah. And so when you said that, a light bulb went up in my head. If we can cultivate that type of healthy friendship mm -hmm. and vulnerability in relationship without the expectation or requirement of next or marriage in a romantic yes. relationship, how much more solid would our foundations be? Because yes. we have men and women that are divorced because they don't know each other. They don't know because each other. Because they rushed into they those things. Girl. So all of those things lit up in my mind when yes. you actually said that. Yes. But I think it's a piece that not to be judgy. <laughs> I love you. Because we we're the same. <laughs> we, yes. Not to be judgy, but I'm a judge. Is, the church has not done a good job at the practicalities of life. Oof, and I think yeah. if we have the practical expectation of when mm. dating, this is how to go about dating. When yeah. entertaining friendships, this is how to go about mm -hmm. friendships. Just the practicality of mm -hmm. how to communicate with people. Yeah. In a healthy way. Exactly. Yeah. If we had a lot yeah. of those things, I think that Christians would be more successful in their walk with God because mm. I think we get a we get upset when everything is not peachy keen. Yeah. Yeah. When we it, don't process that well no. as Christians. God, yeah. I'm saved and I did everything right and I prayed and I went to church on all the Sundays. So why am I not married? So why is this relationship mm -hmm. not working? Not realizing that God needs us to be vulnerable. He needs yeah. us to be open. He needs us to just learn how to be someone's friend. Do exactly. you know how to do that? Do you know how to do that? You may need to read a book. <laughs> I mean, the Bible can teach you and the Holy Spirit will teach you, but he will also give you practical steps and he will test yes. you. So there are other tools yes. that he's given you Girl. outside of the Bible to help cultivate these skills that mm -hmm. maybe your parents don't know. Maybe your local church does not know as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh. it's extremely important. So important. Like he said, that's that performative-based mindset mm -hmm. where you think, I've done everything right. I mean, I, my heart grieves for the Christians that will be like, well, mm -hmm. I stopped doing this. I stopped mm -hmm. drinking. I stopped smoking. I stopped having sex. Now I'm waiting for my husband. And then the husband mm -hmm. never comes. And you're like, but I did all these mm -hmm. things. And it's mm -hmm. like, 
but God is not looking at what the, you're doing. Mm -hmm. He's not a performance-based God where it's just like, mm -hmm. okay, you do this, and then I, I'm a genie, and I give you this. No, mm -hmm. that's not how it is. There's some deeper-rooted issues and mm -hmm. that he needs to get deeper into your healing, into your, into your relationship with him mm -hmm. to where you're not just doing this to receive something in. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the... the 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 purity of the heart like mm -hmm. what how was your heart what was your mindset mm -hmm. you know what was your reason what um as you were making these decisions mm -hmm. right and these life challenges changes right of cutting off certain activities and things like that are you doing it just to receive or are you mm -hmm. really doing it based off of what God has told you what you feel like you need in this season and mm -hmm. not just like because you want to receive. Yeah. And I think that's what we've been taught. Like, you know, if you have, if you do a certain path, mm -hmm. then God's going to bless you. But if you look in the Bible, no, none of the people that God no, used had the right path mm -hmm. and that God, no, God used them in their mess. Yes, they did. God used yeah. them in their raw, authentic self. And even while they were making mistakes, yeah. he was turning the mistakes into ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we can't That's be good. so hung up mm -hmm. on having to feel like we do, we check in everything off. Cause me and you are so much alike mm -hmm. the perfectionism mm -hmm. you know where you literally are struggling feeling like i have to live this certain way where god is like i just want you to live with me mm -hmm. not just for me live with me mm -hmm. invite me mm -hmm. into the bad seasons mm -hmm. too because i'm already there yes. but at least you you've acknowledged yeah. me and be like okay god i'm really struggling yes. with this thing yeah. i'm yeah. struggling with this addiction yeah. i'm struggling with this yeah. person i'm struggling with this relationship this mm -hmm. friendship i need you mm -hmm. right but we feel like we have to come already done. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped up. Wrapped up. Yeah. And where God is like, no, I want you undone. Yes. The more work I can do with yeah. you is when you come in my presence undone. And my goodness. Yeah. I have so much to say. Yeah. Lord, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Lord. It's the scripture. Come it's on. Yes. in our weakness mm. that is strength. Is made perfect. Yeah. Oof. That means that literally he does not get an opportunity to display his power unless we mm. come to him weak. Yeah. Who are we to come buttoned up and zipped mm. up? It doesn't give God an opportunity no, to be God. It doesn't. And he had to actually teach me that and show Ooh, me that. Yeah. Like, I want your mess. Yeah. And your mess is where I am given the most glory. In mm -hmm. your mess is where I get honor out mm -hmm. of your life it's in your mess that we can actually grow and develop yeah and become one yeah and learn each other that's it's good. in your mess that relationship is actually born it was something yeah. else that Ooh. you had sparked for me to say as well but it completely mm. slipped my mind but okay it'll go come back it's gonna, gonna come back yes but yeah. i love when you say it. it's in your mess that's where relationship is yeah. formed and if we look at it from the lens starting with god then we can bring that down into our relationships, even with our, our family, like our parents, our siblings, cousins, aunties, all them, uncles, then to your friends mm -hmm. or into that romantic relationship where you don't have to come all yeah. the way together, yeah. right? That they can see the messy parts. I used to struggle with that because as a perfectionist, you felt like 
in my romantic relationships, like, I got to be the part so I can get the part. Absolutely. I got to be it so I can get it, right? Yeah. And I kept seeing a pattern, like, how is it's still not working out? I'm still single. What's going on, God? Like, I still, I, we still be breaking up. Like, yeah. it's still not enough, you know? Yeah. Where God had to do this work in me where he was like, Jessica, whoever I have for you, whether mm-hmm. romantically or just in relationship, you are enough. Mm-hmm. You are enough to where you don't have to be more. And they will accept your enoughness just where you are. That's good. They're going to accept it. There is no coming a certain way anymore. And so now I can move freely in relationships where you're going to see the bad parts. I'm not all Mr. Jesse say, like, no, I be having my moments, you know, like I still have the things that I struggle with, but the beauty in it is whoever it's meant to be in my life will come in and then they'll see my messiness and then be like, okay, just like, you know, but you know, I'm here for you. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to hold you accountable. I want to mm-hmm. walk with you on this journey. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to throw you out because we have two different lifestyles. Yeah. It's more of like, okay, sis, I see you still struggling yeah. with this or, yeah. you know, you know, you're, I want to challenge you, yeah. you know, to see you in a different, you know, stretch you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm welcoming that now, yeah. you know, at first I wanted to just have it all together, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, see all yeah. of it. And that's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That is vulnerability. Allowing someone once you're safe enough to yeah. see absolutely everything. Yeah. Without that, you cannot cultivate a real relationship. Yeah. You just cannot. Yeah. And learning that <laughs> my merit, my check boxes with God mm. did not qualify me for the things Ooh. that I wanted from him. Because I spent a lot of time being mad because I'm like, God, I did do, I, yeah. I, I stopped doing that. I stopped, I stopped doing, doing this. that. I stopped <laughs> doing that. Girl. And it's now three years later. What we doing? Where, where, well, where is he? And then yeah. I also had to learn that God will not do my part for me. Mm. And that was a big one for me. What do you, I what do you mean by that? I can't just sit at home and expect oh, yeah, Mr. the friends Wright. to pop up. <laughs> yes. The husband, the to, husband pop up. to pop up. The friends to pop up. You God have to... will not do mm-hmm. your part. He's going to do Ooh. his part. And I'm reminded of Amos chapter 9. I think it's like verse mm. 12 or verse 14 where it talks about God rebuilding and restoring. Mm. And part of what he says at the end, I think it's a message translation. It said they rebuilt. They replanted. Mm. They did. And then it says and God planted them. And so Ooh. that clearly stuck out to me that God is not going to do your part. Okay. There is an effort required of yes. your end to learn friendship skills, yes. to learn coping mechanisms, yes. to learn healthy boundaries. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. We could You got a there. podcast on that. It we was do. really, really yeah. good. <laughs> healthy boundaries. Yeah. Learning to say no. Yeah. Learning when to step back. Mm-hmm. Learning all of those things and then applying them. Applying them. God won't do your part. Yeah. You that's so to, good. You got to bring yourself to yeah. the table. And it reminded me of the verse, like, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you have all of this, but you're not actually going mm-hmm. in and applying it. Right. Activate what he has already told you you to do yes you know the anointing that is on your life mm-hmm. right and you you have to do that by going up to people you don't know mm-hmm. you know make going into um you know rooms that you never thought you could speak up mm-hmm. you know putting yourself out there and knowing that if it doesn't work out guess what god got exactly. you exactly it's okay step back to that permission to fail yes. try again you try it's again. like riding a bike 
You're going to fall down. You're You're supposed to. Yes, I've given you this skill, but that does not mean that you're perfect at it. You have to perfect it. In order to perfect it, you got to get up every time you fall down and ask me, hey, God, can you ride along with me? Because I don't know how to do this without training wheels. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. ride the big girl bike. I don't know how (laughs) to work through this process. Yeah. And allowing God to teach you how to be a good friend, to teach Mm. you how to be a good girlfriend, how to be a good spouse, how to be a good employee Yeah, is also the key to it as well. Like, Lord, I don't know. I ain't never been through it. I never been there. Exactly. Yeah. Inviting him in that relationship. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes we we get what we want and then we forget about God. We ghost him. Yeah. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. And we do. Exactly. We prayed. We fasted. We went hard. He gives us. We lost 50 pounds. (laughs) That. (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, dang. Exactly. Like, I got you here. And so that, honestly, he's also, while we are in the waiting, and I have, I want to talk about the waiting, we got to do it in another episode, but mm-hmm. while we're in those waiting seasons, like, he's literally testing us, mm-hmm. right, to purify our hearts exactly and our motives yes. and what we are trying, what is the desire, yeah. right? Because even when we get it, he wants us to be so in love with him mm-hmm. that yeah, once we it. do get it, mm-hmm. he still gets all the glory, yeah. all the honor continuously. Mm-hmm. There is not a chance, like... For me, like, and we're in my home, right? And, like, when I think about the process of, like, becoming a homeowner and what mm-hmm. it went, what I went through and how God was on the journey the whole way, mm-hmm. when I closed and moved in, there was not by a chance where I could walk in this home and not acknowledge the presence of God mm-hmm. because he was the one, he mm-hmm. was the giver. Mm-hmm. He allowed me to get this. He, we went through it. And so now every time I'm even in this space, like, I invite him in, like, because this is his home. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, I still go through my things and I would things I struggle with, but God, you are invited here. You are welcome here because I didn't get this on my own. And so it's just like, just staying in that state Mm -hmm. where when you're so in love with him, Mm -hmm. he still gets the glory. Yeah. So good. Oh, uh, so awesome. Yes, this conversation has been so fruitful. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that you've joined me. I pray that whoever is listening to this episode has feel, you know, feel touched and moved. Uh, I definitely want us to continue this conversation. Yes. Uh, talk so we can talk about really about what you do, you know, your gifts, you're a financial planner and I okay. think it's um, important for us to have that discussion. So um, but where can my audience connect with you? I know you have a business. Uh, so do you have any socials or anything would you like for um, listeners to connect with you? Yes, I do. So as far as financial planning, yes. I'll give you my email that you can okay. put in um, the description. Yes. It's cgoss at fbenefitsinc.com okay. for financial planning. And then I also do make natural skincare products. Yes. And my website is freshforever.org. Freshforever.org. Y'all hear it. We're going to put that in the uh, podcast notes. Uh, and definitely we'll talk about it more just so that we can yeah. learn more about your products. But I thank you for joining me. This conversation has been so fruitful. Yes, it has. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.